Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon. We are a twice weekly podcast dedicated to celebrating the two beautiful to live radio show slash podcast. On Saturday mornings, we have a guest on to talk about their relationship with TBTL, play their favorite segment from TBTL history and hash it over. You just got that one with Jail Dude's birthday extravaganza, but now it's Monday and here comes a full recap of last week's shows to tide you over until the fresh TBTL comes out. I am said jail dude, and I can't do this show all by myself, so producer, engineer, and dedicated 10, a man who likes to mail things, Bobby Pape. He's lurking creepily in the wings, but only for a couple more seconds. But first, I'm joined on the air by the nice lady, Christy. Hello, nice lady. Hello. Christy, we're gathered here again early, even earlier than we planned. What's going on over there? How's the weather? It's cold. We had rain. What? Yes, it's cold and rainy, um, but I couldn't sleep, so I thought, might as well bang this out early. Yeah, yep, that's uh, that's what she said. I'm trying to replace <laughs> that's what she said with, um, tell me if you think this might be better, with, it sounds like my last date. Mm. It's a little more okay. specific, maybe Let's a workshop little that. creepier. <laughs> so, Let's think about it, workshop it, write it down, throw it away, and start over sure. again. Sure. Sure. I, I appreciate your feedback, as always. There's Bobby. Hi, Bobby. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Christy. Hello. Bobby, why would you be joining us today? I think I'm here mainly because this is a little-known benefit of your new AARP membership, Mike. <laughs> You've seen the card. You get early backup assistance from the younger <laughs> generations of podcast listeners. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah. And also, I'm just here because... Uh, it's been an emotional roller coaster week for all of us, and uh, I'm here to help fill in the gaps from the times when it was raining on your face too much to pay attention to the podcast. Oh my God, yes! You know, I messaged Bobby last night and asked him to be on the show because it really has been a distracting week. Let's let's get right into it because it's really Christie's fault. Uh, everything that's oh. happened this week, the reason. I haven't been able to focus. Um, I've been crying. I've been a mess. Uh, thanks, Christy. Thanks for the birthday show. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you you had to know. We, when we started doing this show, we knew each other pretty well. But you had to know as it was approaching how badly it was going to fuck me up. Sorry, Aiden. oh mike when i first read that email i said okay well i just i have an idea for mike's birthday show and also i can't wait to make him cry like a baby yeah Yeah. mission accomplished (laughs) but you know um the whole week maybe even further than a week leading up to it when you guys were kind of being fishy and i couldn't figure out what was going on how pathetic was my was my fishing for information and and my oh I know I already know what's going on trying to play it off cool and all that <laughs> how pathetic was it well you were- I lo- oh god I was, I loved that you were having you were messaging with Bobby separately not knowing he was going to be on the show and he would do screenshots of the messages <laughs> and show us oh god of my fishing expeditions over there yeah which made me want to be more cagey with information <laughs> we don't get to sandbag you every day mike usually you're in on whatever shenanigans we're pulling so yeah. it was a nice change of pace well as i said 
it says more about me than it says about you guys that I thought something terrible was going to happen. Um, I thought I was going to be ambushed. I, it just reminded me of, of one of my favorite songs. It's a B.B. King song called Nobody, Nobody Loves, Loves Me But My Mother. And she could be jiving too. I'm so suspicious of all of this stuff. And then it turns out it's this great, you know, loving thing. And and then I feel guilty along with all the crying. Good. (laughs) Damn you. Damn you all to hell. All right. Be careful, Mike. You might pull something. You're not the young man you used to be. Madonna. Tell us all yes. about the meetup last night. We're we're recording on Sunday morning. The meetup in Everett was last night, and boy, was I getting a lot of updates from there. But t- give me your impressions. You came in late, of course. You won the I party. Did. <laughs> I did come in late. I was at the Mariners game where I got to see the roof closing for the first time because it started to rain. That's really cool, actually. Yeah, I've never seen that. It was very interesting. Um, let's see. Uh, I got there, I think we got there at about 10.30, and two people had already left. Um, we had someone come uh, traveling for business, and she came in to her first TV tail meetup, and of course, I then had to miss her. Um, and then Brandon, he came to our one at Patty Coins, yes, too. He had that. a metal show to attend, so he had to leave. Um it, every You know when you come to a party and everyone is about 10 drinks in and you are stone sober? Yeah. That's what happened at the meetup. Was that so, an enjoyable experience for you? Was it was it a, uh, a rich uh, a rich <laughs> panoply of humanity that you walked in on or or was it ugly? Were things getting were things deteriorating? N- no, no, no one's no one got ugly. Um, Maggie did simultaneously grab me and Jeremy's, uh, uh, man, uh, <laughs> I guess mine is a breast and his a, a man boob and try to decide which one, who was more well endowed. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, do we have to wait for Maggie to post about it? She or? said equal. Okay. Which is hurtful to both of us, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> is there really is there really anything that's not hurtful in that scenario? Right. But this did um spawn an idea from um Jessica, Wagoneer Jessica and sister said we should have a wet t-shirt competition, an LRB wet t-shirt competition um with the contestants being Bobby, Mike and Jeremy. Oh god. Oh my god. Nobody wins. Yeah. Is the prize therapy or a gym membership? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I, you know, I've been working really, really hard to get down to A cups, and I'm pretty proud of it. And I don't want to be shamed at this point. (laughs) It would just undermine all the work that I've been doing. So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind, Wagoneers, how hurtful this could be. If, if it came to pass, how I, I might I might relapse. I might I might head up north of three bills again. Just thanks to all, all of all of you and your your hatefulness <laughs> about my man cakes. Um, we there was a live band. 
Uh, much to Jeremy's dismay. Uh, I hate, sorry, um, I hate music. Yeah, and I can't quite put a finger on what this situation was like. It was a man with a guitar who looked like a mulleted, um, is mulleted a word, but it's going sure. to be now, yeah. Paul McCartney, um, singing kind Irish songs, but then also... Um, like Neil Diamond or sing-along type songs. I I probably, I didn't get drunk, but I got buzzed. Mm-hmm. I saw so your I message say. about being into drink number two. I'm surprised you're up this early. I know. I don't know if I actually really slept. Jeremy bought $25 worth of, of energy drinks on the way there. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm acting like that's a weird thing. That's normal. That that's a Saturday. Was that a big case full of energy drinks, or was that just no. one Cadillac energy drink with gold right. flakes no. in it? <laughs> it was five. Okay. Was there a, was there some to... sort of a straw or dispensing device taped to the side of the bottle? That's when you really know you've got a strong energy drink. Oh, didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, like a WD forty, like one of those little straws. <laughs> He has to try all the weird flavor ones, uh-huh. and so that's what happens. He went in for one, saw all these crazy flavors. Okay, this is a new thing, and I'm getting um, really off no, topic, no. but, you know. Um, is these new limited edition flavored drinks where it's a Mountain Dew they only sell at 7-Eleven. Do, do you know these things? I think so. I think I see them advertised like, like a certain flavor, a certain like Mountain Dew cane sugar edition or something yeah yeah the, or these weird flavors like right now the new one is saint mountain dew uh sangria oh god that, yeah. that's a bridge too far for me right if that's telling you anything <laughs> <laughs> exactly so uh i i don't know what's going on so they have this energy drink only sold at ampm that's cucumber and lime and he loves it, so when he sees it, he has to get it. Of course he does. So, so you grab all these energy drinks. You walk in. All these, all these people are drunk. Uh, Maggie's grabbing boobs. Um, mm-hmm. What else? And boobs. <laughs> She's also talking about wanting to send me dick pics that she gets off the internet. Uh, and I don't know where that came from, but not dick pics that are sent to her by people. Just dick pics that she's just grabbing off the internet. Is that... Yeah, and she's saying like, "Oh, and they're so gross." And <laughs> okay, I don't, I don't want to see that. Well, yeah, she knows that you also have the capacity to Google that, right? Yeah, right, <laughs> exactly. I know how Google works. I have Tumblr. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have confidence in you, Krista. You can find some dicks on the internet. You can do it. Right. <laughs> we don't need to hold, Just hold your hands. Andy Haynes shirtless. Andy Haynes oh, shirtless. Oh yeah, sure. There you go. That's in my favorites. <laughs> It sucks that Andy Haynes isn't actually at the end of that search. At least, the, oh, the, uh-huh. at least right. the Andy Hayes that Andy Haynes that uh, Emily was searching for. <laughs> All right, LRB business, Mike. <laughs> yes, uh, LRB business. We have some business with uh, Walsh. Um, last week, something arrived at his house. I know this because Amazon Prime told me. We all chipped in here at LRB and got him a top-of-the-line Cadillac 
pair of tonight shorts. Um, you guys have seen these shorts, right? Yes, yes. They're yes. nicer than any pair of tonight shorts I own. Yes, very nice and very expensive. Very expensive, but but believe me, I have the the ancestors of these tonight shorts. Um, I have a pair of these Nike basketball shorts, which I'm ready to retire. I've had them for maybe 10 years as my tonight shorts, and, and they need to be retired. They have been through a lot of yard work as well, and it's just they are they're ugly, and they got to go. But I'm waiting for Walsh to give me a review, like a user review of these these new tonight shorts. So I wasn't sending them to him you know, completely selflessly. I want to know, do I need to get myself into these tonight shorts? But for that review to happen, he's going to have to try them, and I don't know if he has. Do you guys think 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 that he has? What do you think he thought when he got the gift from the LRB? I think he Did wondered it... where the belt loops were. <laughs> God. I so I have a question. Did you say they were from LRB? No, I did not. I I have told him in a private message that that we had gotten him something and it was on the way. And what did and then what? And then he sort of mentioned it on the show one time this week that he had a tonight short story, but he that he never told it. Yeah, I noticed that. Um oh, I'm he, so he's had about did you at this point he's like, had about five five nights in order to possibly try out these tonight shorts and leave those lonely, janky, cut off khakis belted and hanging in his closet. I think if I were Andrew, I would not open anything that had your name on it, our names, Bobby's. <laughs> I don't think he's even seen them. Uh, and also, did you tell him a stipulation is he has to review? No, I'm going to though. If he doesn't mention it on Monday, I'm I'm going to tell him that he needs a needs to review it. Not not on the air, but he can just go on Amazon Prime and then link me up to his user review. Okay. I I can't wait for him to talk about it if he does. Well, it's got to be a big transition for him being in such horrible tonight shorts for so long. That's a, sort of an abusive relationship. I don't know if he's ready for a healthy tonight shorts relationship. I, 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 uh, I, I can't wait to see this. All right. Um, the reason Bobby's here in all honesty is, is yes, I was a mess. I'm a mess. Christy had to pull her Madonna thing yesterday. I mean, it's been a busy week, so hopefully Bobby's been paying attention for the weekend review, I know at least Friday and Saturday, sh or sorry, Thursday and Friday shows were pretty light, but um, there was some good stuff early in the week. So let's get to the weekend review. Monday, number 1897, a Buick Encore and a Dream. Uh, I guess this is when we, Luke's whole plan started to come more clear to us. Uh, he was in. I, I, go ahead. I'll just uh, say right now, I think this is when Luke's plan became more clear to Luke too because <laughs> talking it out <laughs> because Kendallville, Indiana is nowhere near Cooperston. Yeah. What happened with the Cooperston? Wasn't there a chance that, that you might meet him up there and, uh, and get some Pete Rose autographs across the street from the hall of fame? <laughs> well, I had reached out to him because, uh, Cooperston is about halfway between Buffalo and, my Pawtucket, Rhode Island, and I would have been happy to make the, you know, three-hour drive to show them around, and there's actually a fair number of things to do in that little area, and it would have been a lot of fun, 
and I never heard back from him, but I think he was just sort of working everything out on the fly. So early on in that episode, we get a lot of classic Luke, sort of train wreck Luke yep. that we haven't seen in a while, which is that he is at the airport, thankfully with his cell phone, but not much else. Well, I think Luke has the advantage in these situations where he doesn't have a driver's license, he doesn't have a passport, blah, 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 blah. Um, this is, and I know this from experience, it's, it helps being a white guy. It really does. Um, if, if, if you, if you're some, some minority dude in this situation, I just, it feels to me like no one's going to help you. Everyone's going to be like that first girl at the rental car. But of course he doesn't quite get his comeuppance for forgetting all these things. He, he manages to wriggle out of the situation, get himself a Buick encore and, and, takes off and like you said I, I think he was making up the whole plan as he went everyone's pretty mad about mad at him about not persisting about getting on a flight but you know he doesn't have a place to go to so i don't think he really tried yeah if he would have tried they would have told him uh, this this is what really i got more and more anxious through the week and i was just yelling um at the radio of why didn't he try? So he's trying all these scams at the car rental. He goes to each one, but he doesn't go to one airline. <laughs> um, this is actually, you know, when I was out in Chicago not so long ago and hung out with the Chicago 10s, uh, when Samantha and I were coming back, she actually had her purse stolen while we were in Chicago. And we went through this process of getting her on the plane without any ID. And mm -hmm. it's it's not fun but it's certainly doable. I mean, it's just an extra level of security harassment. And then you get through and then you just move on with your life. It wouldn't have been that difficult. And that's what I think every single listener of TBTL was saying while they were mm -hmm. listening to this. But but no, I'm kind of jealous because he's doing something pretty cool. And where does he have to be? He's homeless. You know, what's he flying sure. back to? Right. Well, his wife, maybe we haven't heard a thing about her in months. <laughs> yeah, maybe she's with Emily under the floorboards. Um, he he did just do an offhanded comment that he had FaceTimed with her. He did. Okay. I'm glad you're keeping track of that because I... right, she's allegedly alive. No word on Rudy, though. I'm worried about Rudy. Yeah. I'm just, I'm very anxious because I don't like to overstay my welcome. But right now, his wife and a dog, a very big dog, are staying at someone's house. Yeah. And he's just decided to calivate around the uh, around the u.s in places that aren't very good they're kind of terrible oh and a big dog with digestive problems as well let's let's, right. let's <laughs> not take that off the table exactly uh, all right yeah so luke just decided to head west as so many americans did at one time <laughs> so bobby he went to buffalo Yes. And so he ate at a place that he called Charlie's the Butcher. Charlie is the Butcher. Uh, yes. Uh, Charlie's the Butcher, followed by Charlie the Butchers. This was a theme in the early part of the week. Uh -huh. So I'll give the official Western New York correction on this. Wait, wait, Bobby. Is it kind of like uh, people in the Northwest that always say Fred Myers and Nordstrom's? Mm, Costco's. <laughs> Boeing's. <laughs> yes, perhaps he brought some of that influence with him to Buffalo. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I can see how he would be confused 
in theory, though it's really not that complicated. The restaurant is Charlie the Butcher. If there is a full name with the possessive, this is where he got it. The Sandwich, Charlie the Butcher's Beef on Whack. Okay. But when you're talking about the place, it's just Charlie the Butcher, period. It's, so there you go. Is is Charlie still there? What What's the deal with the Charlie and the Beef on Whack? Why is yeah, it so Charlie special? Working? Charlie's there. Charlie's still carving the beef. I think I've posted the picture a couple of times now of Charlie in his Charlie the Butcher hard hat carving the beef, and it's a Buffalo institution. I have a question about the hard hat. I mean, I work in kitchens. Um, it's hot. I, I don't, yeah, plastic headwear. I, I don't. I don't find a use for it, especially what, in the what summer. What goes on in this? What goes on in the sandwich shop that he needs a needs <laughs> a hard hat? But he's, is it just a thing? Watch for falling he's, flavor, everyone. It's a bit. <laughs> they should have named the show "Watch for Falling Flavor." Um, it's more than just a restaurant. He's an actual butcher. I don't know if they actually wear that stuff in the crazy meatpacking world, but I think that's the effect they're going for. Yeah, come to think of it, when you do see like people working. Stevedores and, and such, they do wear some kind of headgear usually, at least eye gear. I guess uh, bone shavings? I don't know. <laughs> or just the the anti-riot gear from everyone rushing the buffet table. Uh, if you work somewhere good uh, in western New York, Charlie the Butcher comes and caters your Christmas party and stuff like that. Damn. Oh, okay. And so they show up with their portable carving station and they wear the white coats and the uh, and the hard hat portable carving station. That's uh, come on. That's I should have gotten that for my 50th birthday. I don't know why that didn't happen <laughs> yeah, just for you. Cause you didn't do anything. So it'd be a portable yes. carving station at your house. Yes. <laughs> Hello, Charlie. So, Thanks for coming over. Bobby, was this your suggestion? Had you written to him about Charlie's the butcher's sandwiches? No, I hadn't gotten into specifics with him. I had sent him a couple of messages saying, basically, if you're going to be in Buffalo, let me tell you where to eat and drink, because I sort of feel like now we know Luke's sensibilities so much. I was just worried that he would fall into the trappings of going to Anchor Bar, where the Buffalo Wings were invented, as they like to call them there. Uh And uh, he wouldn't sort of stretch beyond the basic touristy stuff. Charlie the Butcher is a landmark. But it's not as on the beaten path as, as Frank and Teresa's Anchor Bar. And uh, I'm proud of him that he at least went that far out of the way. Yeah, maybe we should set up the rules that he set for himself. Because as we learned, rules were meant to be broken yes. in this days later. Um, so his rules were, number one, you have to visit all the weird sites. If he sees a site advertised, he has to pull off and see it. Two, he cannot eat at chain restaurants, only local places. Only the local um, Starbucks th- is he allowed to go into. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. And no more than $70 a night for a hotel. Mm-hmm. So those are his three rules that he set. Well, that's a the, the $70 thing is not difficult in most of the country. It's almost impossible he's going. In, in certain cities, but... But, uh, yeah, that's, I don't think that's too hard to stick to. And the local thing is always harder than it seems because you, you get this um, this travel fatigue because you keep pulling up to places that are only open like two hours a day. And, and you're mm-hmm. just like, oh, fuck it. <laughs> Let me make a terrible dining choice and get back on the road. Even the local places aren't always great dining choices. Yes. 
Nobody's favorite restaurant in their city is that place with the amazing salad. No. <laughs> no. No. So, like, right. I think later in the week he mentions diner cheeseburgers. And I'm like, yeah, that's the shit that we're all out there to eat. Sorry, Aiden. So, like, <laughs> uh, if you know, it eventually it ends up being a drive through Although I could see him not wanting to get grease stains in that uh, Buick Encore. Yeah. Yeah, there's a deposit, so... Now I'm also wondering, did he tell them he wasn't going to be returning that car? Ever. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Sorry, this car's just going to live in Seattle now. Yeah, the 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 car thing, um, I think I've done that before where you just do a one-way long-distance I know it's off. possible because I did it in Texas, Louisiana, but I could see Luke just not – he'll say how much for one way, and it's it's, it's usually more expensive. <laughs> yeah. And him just saying, okay. And then, and then he just drops leave. it off where he drops it off. Right. On Fangbone or Road or somewhere like that. Somehow getting expensed to CBS, so mm-hmm. he probably doesn't care. No? Yeah. Uh, they never questioned Charles Keralt's Buick, uh, <laughs> Buick Encore expenses. Exactly. So why start with Actually, I, I believe that Keralt had a Buick Echo. He did. Oh. Yeah. Is that is that is that uh, echo friendly? Is that or why is it the echo? No, that was the olden days. Nobody cared about that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, what is going on with Luke? Let's just talk about it. What is this? What is happening? What is is he is he going to be a regular on CBS this morning or CBS Sunday morning? He's getting a lot of assignments. Well, to be fair, as we're recording this, I just watched some of this morning, CBS Sunday morning, and this morning's commentary was by Jim Gaffigan. So in general, I think they're lowering their standards on CBS personnel. Damn. And that's was not it about say, Hot Pockets? It was not about <laughs> Hot Pockets. Okay. It was about Bacon. summer. Oh. Yeah. Oh. It was a summer-themed it's... episode. I'm actually, I was hoping that it would be Luke's uh, segment, but it wasn't this week. Um, my guess is just... You know, they're trying to be diverse as much as possible. And before we know it, Luke will be the next Mo Rocca. Okay. Well, we don't know where he lives. We don't know what he's doing for CBS. It, it seems like he's the most out there in public guy who we really know very little about at this point. My guess is that he's just generously overestimated how long he's going to live, and so this is a midlife crisis. <laughs> well, he seems to be having a good if, time, so that's what's important. If his midlife crisis is just him driving across the country in a in a rented car, I, I think that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah I, I right. think we'd take that. Um, Christy, I noticed in the notes that you said uh, there's an XM radio scam. Do you think Luke fell for a scam there? No, I think he was trying to scam. Oh, that's that's a shocker. <laughs> <laughs> I I really thought that he was going to, and until he said that his has been expired for a while, um, I thought that he was going to try to do some kind of scam where they move his subscription over to this car. But I think that he now is going to scam when he gets home. Oh, because he wants his stern. Because he knows you can get. You can get three months. I mean, I I get the same. We actually buy our car from the, our cars from the same dealership. I've been there at the same time when he was buying carry a car, and I love getting that 
three to six month subscription yeah. to XM Radio, and I do whatever I can to be in the car to listen to, to Stern for yep. <laughs> as much as I can. Yeah, but I'm too cheap to actually oh, pay. Oh yeah, for it. I'm totally in that boat too. When when Emily got her car last year, we got uh, probably three months of satellite radio, and and I'm not as into Stern. I do listen to some of it, but like the old man. Um, the old man radio shows, you know, like the old timey radio shows, that channel. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm all over that shit. But but like you said, when it comes to an end, it's like, you know, no hard feelings. There's no way I'm ever going to dip into my pocket and subscribe to this. But I certainly enjoyed the three months. Thank you. Do you have to enter a credit card to do this? Because I have this this thought that a year from now, Luke's going to have XM radio on his credit card bill and not mm-hmm. know why. Yeah. Because that just seems yeah. like something that would happen to Luke. He's, That's a very good point. He's used his ex-wife's name as the password and he can't get back in there. <laughs> <laughs> we, we haven't talked about that because that was before we started, but how much do you love that? <laughs> that you, he can't access his music library because his ex-wife. Well, yes. But also that he was married to someone that he hated so much that he had to protect everything from yeah. her by using a password she would never be able to guess. Yeah. We just took a trip to Sad Town. That is... Yeah. yeah that's Sorry. That's, um... Just for context, I think that if I remember the story correctly, that was in a moment of frustration, maybe late at night, maybe drunk. He was trying to Tyrone get back Arnold. some Kenny Rogers music or something. Drunk, dr- drunk um, password changing is never a good no. idea. Well, we've all done never it. Remember it, and... right? <laughs> because so you you was, have to get to the, the exact same Nicola proof password. You have to get to yeah. the exact same stage of drunkenness to to so the neural pathways will will open back up for you to remember that password, and there's a chance you'll never quite hit that state so right tuesday you're gonna skip right over fang boner road i think i think we, we <laughs> talked about fang boner road isn't it that on near the harry balls uh, government center <laughs> exactly <laughs> i'm looking for real estate on fang boner right now <laughs> Can I just do Bobby's pick of the week and then we'll go to tuesday yes I, they mentioned that bert's bees guy died right last week um, if I think Luke's plugged this to, if anyone has not gone out and seen the Burt's Buzz documentary, it's on Netflix. It's his life. It's a really good documentary, and um, I really enjoyed it. I mean, he's a little bit, he was a little bit crazy, but really thoughtful, and also just doesn't put up with a lot of shit, and I really enjoyed watching that. It made me want to move out to the middle of nowhere and be like him. Was he an actual beekeeper? <laughs> He was, right? Yes. Um, not by life training so much as just being a drifter and coming up with something to do to make a little bit of money. And so he was sort of a rogue beekeeper. Well, Christy, wasn't Jeremy going to get into beekeeping there in the condo? <laughs> I guess so, yeah. <laughs> We're still in negotiations for that. If he can make some some lip balm and make millions of dollars then we'll we'll think we'll think a little bit more about it well i would respect him if he did something like that i have no respect for him now but i think i might respect him if he got into beekeeping i think that's a noble profession everyone should check out the documentary okay tuesday 1898 north of our understanding that's 
one of my favorite show titles. I don't know why, but but I'm I'm going to incorporate that into my life. Luke is in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, the opening to this show, I cannot believe this is a piece of tape that I can't believe was not a part of our universe before, <laughs> and that is the Kim Cattrall. And I guess it's her ex-husband at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, they're doing a little jazz improvisation. Um, this is our clip of the week, just because I wanted to hear hear it again and, and hear the guys talking about it. So, uh, Pape, roll that clip, please. I read poetry and sonnets, and he plays the upright bass. Yamakipiebo, sedere for cable, wind dog Latin, he quotes. Uje, sophisare! all the he-dogs and winked at all the she-dogs. The town never knew such a hullabaloo as that little dog raised till the end of that day. We just have a good rhythm together, you know. I, he sort of feels me out, I feel him out. And uh, we go for it. TVTL! That's a Donnybrook. That's a total Donnybrook. A Donnybrook. You know what a Donnybrook is? It's a Donnybrook. Don't worry. Because they call me Devo, because I can whip them good. Now you gotta fry the watermelon. Water, why, Lord? Why? What watermelon did to you? It ain't did nothing to you. Um, what kind of rap do you do? Are you like sort of sing sang a rap like Bone Thugs and Harmony, or are you more like Street, like Will Smith? You know, this is beginning to seriously undermine my self esteem. Welcome to the podcast that is definitely considered as street as Will Smith. Coming to you today, by the way, uh, from the beautiful streets of Madison, Wisconsin. Nestled between the shores of Lake Monona and Lake Mendota. Coming to you from the Lake Rhyming District, I believe it's called, of Madison, Wisconsin. It's a Tuesday afternoon edition of TBTL, the show that just might be too Beautiful to live. Hey, everybody. I'm your host, Luke Burbank. It's episode 1,898 in a collector series, and uh, we have a lot to get to, including a, a story of flying too high on borrowed balloons. Actually, the guy owned the balloons, but that didn't make much difference. He was in Canada. He joined the long list of um, lawn chair cowboys who like to strap themselves and their dreams to some helium and head up in the sky. It almost never ends well, and this story was no different, but we will share it with you. Also, speaking of failed attempts, somebody allegedly tried to plug their cell phone charger and cell phone into an outlet while they were at a Broadway show in New York. Problem was, the outlet was on stage. It was actually part of the set, apparently. And not only was this a tremendously gauche move... If it happened, by the way. But the outlet was, because it was part of the set, it was not actually connected to anything. So this wasn't even an effectively gauche move. Uh, We'll uh, talk about that, plus we've got some emails uh, that we want to get to. We'll get to all of it with my good friend Andrew Walsh. He's down there in Los Angeles, California. I just, I think what works great about this show, Andrew, is that we have such a good rhythm. And, you know, I feel you out, Mm -hmm. and you feel me out, and then we just go for it. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I mean, you know, 
some people have described me as the type of guy who will bite all the he dogs and uh, <laughs> something all at, the she dogs. Wink at all the she dogs. That's kind of my reputation here in Los Angeles, California, is the the he dog biter and the she dog winker. Uh-huh. <laughs> like you need another nickname. I know. And now we have to add he-dog biter and she-dog winker. You sent that um, tape to me and the stew bot yesterday. I believe your subject yeah. line on the email was <laughs> the best tape in the history of audio or something um, non-hyperbolic like that. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, well, it's fact. Right. It's simple fact, my friend. Right. Yeah, I saw that on um, like Gawker Defamer yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I need to, uh, you know, I guess hat tip to them. But it's Kim Cattrall uh, from Sex and the City and all that stuff. And her, her former husband, I guess they're not married anymore. But apparently uh, when they were married and he's a like improvisational jazz type of dude, they would get together and he would he would improv on his uh, upright bass and she would, I guess, improv scat singing. I mean, mm-hmm. That also was, I mean, that was the, it was just terrible from the word go, but it really stresses me out actually listening to that tape because it's like, it would be like if if you or I was were in a freestyle rapping competition and just like how, how much pressure we would feel to try to rhyme something with something. It's like she's so naturally bad at it in my kind of uh-huh. estimation, in my hearing of it. I have, uh, I think I have, um... Maybe a more forgiving attitude towards it. I I mean, it is hilarious. And it does give you almost the heebie-jeebies. I mean, first of all... Sc- it gives me the he-dogs. <laughs> scatting, generally speaking, you're kind of starting from a... I don't know if I want to say a deficit. I mean, where do you stand on, on scatting just full stop? Unless you're Louis Armstrong, I, I stand against it pretty much. <laughs> or um, Steven Tyler. I take it. Yes, I'm sorry. The Louis Armstrong of Boston. <laughs> right. The Louis Armstrong of Mike Stan Scarves. He's actually, Mr. by the way, Steven Tyler. from New Hampshire. I believe the band formed in New Hampshire. Boston gets oh. a lot of credit. Gets a lot of Aerosmith credit that it might not fully deserve. There goes my old girlfriend. There's another diamond ring. And of all those late night promises, Andrew, I guess they don't mean a thing to those he-dogs. <laughs> or the... Winking at the she dogs, anyway. But, um, so I but, mean, I'm kind of so scatting always makes me a little uncomfortable, anyway. Right. And then, right. um, and then hearing her do it, it's just like it's so funny. But okay, but the flip side of that is, do you happen to have that tape accessible somewhere? Uh, I can. I'm not 100 percent sure I can play it over top of. Oh, I think I can, you can play it bring, over top of the music here. Give me a second. Whatever is, um, whatever is, is doable, okay. even if we have to kill the theme music. So here's just, this. Um, yeah, I think okay. I it might just have to uh, to kill the That's theme fine. music here for well, a second. Well, also, the, then, I mean, we'd have two we'd have two different pieces of unbelievably good music competing right. with each other, <laughs> and, and nobody wants that. You don't want that to happen. So just from the top, I guess. I here? read poetry yeah. and sonnets, and he plays the upright bass. Now, can you pause it there? Yeah, okay. So she says, I read poetry and sonnets. What I'm not clear on is if that's uh, uh, poetry and sonnets that others have written. Right. Or if that's, if she's, I mean, it sounds when she gets into what she's doing, when she gets into really gets into her groove. Yeah. It sounds to me to be improvised, but in yeah. but improvised I hope. Improvised by a person who is really bad at improvising. <laughs> and, and I by the way, I consider myself in that camp. 
I've often said that I'm great at improvising as long as you let me make a really good plan <laughs> right. yes. in advance. Right. Then right. I'm a world-class improviser. And I've shared stories many times on the show of when I've been in an audition or some other thing and they've asked me to improvise and it's just been – it's been Cattrall-esque. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, right. so I'm, yeah. not, I'm not saying I'm better at it than her, but I'm saying if – I wouldn't, like, for instance, if a TV crew came over to my house, if, like, Carrie played upright bass and was a jazz improviser, I would not I would not volunteer the fact that I like to kind of scat, you know, scat along right. with it. Because I would say this is not a strong – this is, like, not a strong right. suit for me. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's what I'm trying to say. I mean, the that. fact that you go around calling yourself Scatman Burbank, I mean, kind yeah. of conflicts with that. But I – That's more of an homage right. to the movie The Shining right. and Scatman Crothers' right. unforgettable performance as Dick Halloran. Uh, absolutely. Um, I, I'm going to hit play on the tape. But I guess okay. the other thing for, for me about this, though, is I'm not 100 um, percent – uh, it, do, it doesn't kind of – it's not 100 percent negative for me the way it is for you because, I mean, all right, you're right. A news crew came over and they decided to do this in front of the news crew, which is a bad idea. But aside from that, I don't – I mean, I don't – I haven't heard about Kim Cattrall and her ex-husband going around doing a lot of performances of this. I mean, it seems like something they mostly do in the privacy of their own home with a stand-up bass and a sheet music holder, which she has as she's hey, standing and, and thanks – Thanks to the Obamianist in chief and his cronies in the Supreme Court, now it's completely legal <laughs> what they're doing with that upright bass and music stand. You wanna, oh, great. You want to scratch this itch? You want to listen to the rest of it? Please. I read poetry and sonnets, and he plays the upright bass. You know what? We can actually figure this out right away. We just have to do a quick internet search for he dogs and she dogs uh-huh. to find out if that is in a, in, in a poem that exists. Oh, okay, I'm going to do this. Yeah. I'm just typing in winked at all the oh, she dogs. Wow. The Rupert Brooke Society, The Little Dog's Day. I just got it, too. This is a real thing, although she actually misquoted him, which is one of my least favorite things when it happens in scatting. <laughs> if you're going to scat, you got to scat accurately. He, um, let's see here. He fought with the he-dogs. Okay, he didn't bite all the he-dogs, mm-hmm. Kim. Jeez. Okay. He fought with the he-dogs and winked at the she-dogs, a thing that had never been heard of before. For the stigma of gluttony, I care not a button, he cried. Oh, see, that's like a Eminem orange door hinge rhyme. You lost me. They couldn't get some. Well, because see, here's what he's saying. Uh, here's the, the way that the poem is constructed. They're rhyming. Mm-hmm. They're basically rhyming. Uh, they're, they're starting a sent. They're ending a sentence with the beginning of another sentence so as to rhyme it. So he fought with the he dogs and winked at the she dogs. A thing. That had never been heard of before. For the stigma of gluttony, I care not a button he cried and ate all he could swallow and more. Right, which uh, refers back to the before. Yeah. Anyway, um, so uh, I don't know if it's better or worse that of all the poems in the world, that's the one Mm -hmm. that Cattrall is, you know, is leaning on. How about some Shel Silverstein? (laughs) How about Dirty Dan? How about... I'm Dirty Dan, the world's dirtiest man. I never have taken a shower. You can't see my shirt. It's so covered with dirt, and my ears have enough to grow flowers. That's pretty but good. the water is always a little too hot or else it's a little too cold. 
I'm rusty and dusty and crusty and musty and mangy and covered with mold, but the water is always a little too hot or else it's a little too cold. That's really good. That's just from memory. That was because I, I did I, – um, boy, speaking of questionable performance decisions, I uh, – when I was – I've talked before about my um, participation in the Snow King, that is the Snohomish County, King County, Kiwanis Club, Stars of Tomorrow talent show as a kid. Mm-hmm. And one year I did stand-up comedy where I ripped off five solid minutes of Stephen Wright. <laughs> speaking of noted Bostonians – and uh, and and that year, I think I got second place, which was a, was like a hundred bucks or something. But the year before that, I decided my performance in the talent show would be to perform two Shel Silverstein poems. So I started with Dirty Dan, uh, that one I just laid on you a little bit of. Mm-hmm. And I was in like my I was in kind of like a like a grease monkey outfit. You know, my dad would have one of those coveralls mm-hmm. deals. So I start out in that, and I do that poem, you know, uh, Dirty Dan, and then I turn around and then I unzip my grease monkey outfit and underneath it I have on one of my sister's long nightgowns and I did the poem sick which is I cannot go to school today said little Peggy Ann McKay have the measles and the mumps a gash a rash and purple bumps etc etc you had a costume change I had a costume change I was I was gender bending how many other people had costume changes probably not uh, probably not tons None of those scat singers who no. won. Do you want? By the way, I want to try something here. I don't know if this will work. <laughs> Do you I have want some to, music I, for me. I want a scat. <laughs> I, 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 I have one thing that I think might work as a scat. I don't know though. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to look for like. No, that's no good. I was just trying to look for some just like some bass music. I don't know uh, the, yeah. the proper search term for for like. Uh, I um, would search. I would uh, search for shit sandwich. <laughs> Oh God! Oh God! No! Don't search for that. Don't anybody. <laughs> don't anybody search for that. Um, all right, give me. A, I, that is a sub subreddit you do not want to visit. <laughs> I am going to um, scat a, a, a cream of okay. wheat commercial or advertisement okay. that used to hang on my barber's wall when I was a little child. What I need from you. And is, you have it memorized. Yeah, it's just it's really short. I just need some of this from you. Well, do you want you? Yeah, we okay. do that. So, How, should, uh, do you want me to kind of like? Well, Jack Spratt could eat no fat. His wife could eat no lean. But cream of wheat was such a treat, they licked the platter clean. Yeah. That was actually, that was so much better than Kim Cattrall. And there's not even, and there's no, I don't know, is there a news crew filming you? Because where I am in Madison, Wisconsin, zero news crew. Yeah, yeah. No, we have, uh, we have, um, I have several, well, I actually usually have um, cameras rolling in here just (laughs) in case. Yeah, that's more of a kind of, uh, I, I always mix this reference up. Which Baldwin it is. I think that's more of a Billy Baldwin in Sliver <laughs> kind of a situation. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. A lot, of, a lot of teddy bear cams, all kinds of, just all kinds of stuff. I will disagree with their assessment of Andrew Scat. I think it was worse. <laughs> <laughs> Who serves cream of weed on a platter? What is that? He didn't write the lyrics. He didn't write it. Well, okay. Take responsibility for for the lyrics, though. I mean, change it. You know, Eminem does whatever he has to do to get his his rhymes in. Let's let's fix this scat before it, it goes out because that was as painful as the Kim Cattrall scat. What I have to say is that this whole thing was so disturbing because I am not thinking of scat in the way that it's oh, jazz music. Right, right. I'm thinking of it in a terrible, terrible way. 
and I can't. Well, that's what's happened to the word facial. Like if you're walking walking by some place in the mall and it says, "Oh, yeah, fourteen dollar facial," you're like, "Oh, that's a pretty good deal." That's better. That's yeah, better than my fallen, usual hookup. I've fallen victim to not knowing that many many times. <laughs> yeah, I think some words are just lost, so you need to come up with something else or just change it. Because yeah, scat is gone to us. Facial scat, those things, yes. are, those ships have sailed. They're dirty now. Those motorboats, those motorboats. There's motorboating, right? <laughs> Motorboat magazine. It can't be about actual motorboats anymore. I'm sorry, that's over with. Uh. What else? Yeah, I don't have anything else to say about that clip. I'm just glad we played it again. Oh, mm-hmm. there, there's a, there's a, I don't want to say stunning. I think like unprecedented lack of self awareness in that video. It's breathtaking. When when you're first listening to it, when I first listened to it, I was sure it was Jane Lynch. So <laughs> that tells you how unself aware it was. Right, just from some movie that you never saw. Right, I assumed it was from some movie that I'm, I'm sorry I didn't see because Jane Lynch was killing right. it there. Well, yeah, exactly. It, if it was a Christopher Guest movie, I would have thought it was great. I think it's because Kim Cattrall has this weird fake accent that she does. It's similar to a Madonna wanting to be... A, Gwen, Gwyneth Paltrow has it mm-hmm. a little bit. Like they're trying to pretend that they're from London, but they can't quite do it. And she normally has that, but it, in scatting, she just has a you know, she doesn't have that accent. Uh, yeah, not the most not the most charming thing. So, uh, Bobby, as a producer, did you notice a commercial break missing from Tuesday's show? Did you hear Luke intro a commercial that never happened? I did, and I'm not sure exactly what happened there, except that, I mean, their fancy ad software, I think, is supposed to work that way so that mm-hmm. it's all interchangeable. And theoretically, I think the boys are supposed to sort of say something so that if there's just a pause instead of a commercial, that it's natural. Uh, and maybe we're still just getting used to that setup. And by we, I mean them. Yeah, so what I didn't do was um, post about it on the Stens page. So let me just say that right now. Um, Pizza Hut. Luke, uh, Luke, Luke, Luke upset some people because I, I guess he's not aware that, that uh, the old Red Roof Pizza Huts are still out there. They're still teenagers like a young Barbaro Smith who are slinging the pizza on those little pizza stands. Pizza is – let me just say this. Pizza is 11% more delicious when it's served to you on a stand, when it's elevated. It's – at least 11% more delicious. And I think that's why they do it. Well, it's all about being at eye level. It's just like they teach you, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to be a good server and get better tips, you sort of crouch at the table a little bit or you work somewhere where the booths are raised so that you can look at your customers more at eye level. Mm-hmm. You're going to be much more happy with that pizza if you're sort of staring it right in <laughs> at mm-hmm. eye level. Right, right. So the I know, unfortunately, I know a lot about the pizza business and the the pizza huts that still do table service those are called red roofs and then the other ones with like the wing street and and that there's no seating in those are called delcos luke was luke was in a red roof and they're becoming increasingly rare bobby you sent me a link last night to pizza like a pizza huts in the wild 
That's right. We'll post it at robertpape.com, and we'll also put it up on the LRB Facebook page. Um, there's this great blog that tracks places that are um, ut baths or something. They're places that used to be a pizza hut, and there are other restaurants and stores and you said the churches tickled you. Yeah, yeah. I really like the ones that oh. were churches because you could just go get married in the Pizza Hut now. Not that you yep. couldn't before, <laughs> I guess, but but now you could, you know, faithfully. Now you could get gay married in a Pizza Hut church, which really That's warms right. my heart. <laughs> no gay person would get married in a Pizza Hut. <laughs> <laughs> no gay person with any taste. But there's a there's a um, a restaurant just closed in my neighborhood. And it, it actually has pretty distinctive architecture for this chain of restaurants. I think it's just a southern chain. It's called Church's Fried Chicken. And I so badly want it to become a Church's Fried Chicken church now that it's closed. Oh. I would pray yeah. in that church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It smells like home. This church just smells like home. I finally I would found line it. up for my communion waffle. <laughs> Just pour a little can, syrup in there. Can we, little... just... <laughs> can we just say that Luke lasted one day with his rules about um, <sighs> not going to chain restaurants, yeah. and Andrew giving him giving him the leeway or the sign off on going to Pizza Hut? No, I have the same rule when I travel. So I was really excited to hear what he what he went and where he was gonna go and then fucking pizza hut are you joking not even good pizza yeah but uh for, hey pizza hut first two, two things christy first maybe not good pizza uh but at least if he had ordered correctly he could have had an authentic yeah. pizza hut experience yeah. he ordered the yeah wrong he didn't pizza. get the deep dish you gotta get the deep dish what the hell are you even doing at a pizza hut if you're not eating the deep you're, dish you're there is he for trying the... to be healthy you don't go to Pizza Hut to be healthy. Honestly, last time I I'm was very traveling angry. and Pizza Hut was one of my only viable options to eat. I don't even get pizza anymore. I just get the breadsticks because you sort of get that squishy yes. crust experience. Yes, uh, Bobby, I knew I liked you. Exactly. That's what you order at Pizza Hut. You get the breadsticks and well, that's it. Hey, come on. Bobby, let's talk about this for a second. You, you're a sneaky motherfucker. Um we were talking the other day, you, there was some pizza you wanted to get, but you, you wanted to eat that pizza, but you wanted the garlic butter from Papa John's. <laughs> so you were asking me, because I worked for that corporation for many years, how to get the, get the garlic butter without getting the side eye from the owner. Just, you know, just going and saying, give me three of these because I don't want your pizza. Well, I wasn't asking because I was afraid of getting the side eye from the owner. I was asking because in a previous experience doing this, I have gotten the side eye from a Papa John's franchise owner. So I was asking from actual experience. Well, I, I can say this as, as someone who was held responsible for things like ticket average. Uh, I would have given you the side eye too. do not come into my restaurant and make a 50 cent purchase, sir. You will fucking kill my pnl so knock that well, shit I think off. it was also it was also relatively obvious the time i did it that i had ordered a pizza from the spectacular neighborhood pizza place kitty corner to the Papa were you John's. holding it in your hands when you walked in no but i i sort of he had a piece in his hand and he was eating it <laughs> yeah, as he yeah. walked in yeah i need yeah, hey, i got crust here some... <laughs> i need some butter no, stat I, I have a question though 
Um, so everybody knows that this Papa John's garlic butter is the only thing you should be putting on pizza as far as dipping. Yeah. Why have no other restaurants gotten onto that? It's insane. They, they definitely should. It's, maybe it's a pride thing. Maybe it's like, oh, those guys figured something out. We can't admit that they figured it out. But, you know, come on. Uh, if if someone the first guy to put cheese on the breadsticks, you know, if nobody had copied him, that guy would be It'd be a sad <laughs> yeah life yeah we wouldn't have we wouldn't have all the artery clogging food that we know it if if people just didn't copy each other so yeah everyone get on that get your own you know do oh, a, what, what advice, is the guy um, what is the guy um, on on SpongeBob who's trying always trying to steal the Krabby Patty recipe. You're hitting a, a blank spot uh, in my yeah. oh. that, <laughs> insert. Be cookies. that guy. Steal that recipe. Get let's get well, this garlic okay. butter everywhere. It can't Bobby, be that it give... can't be that hard to reverse engineer. It's just a matter of the ingredients not being generally available to the public. If I went to a cash and carry and bought a a two gallon jug of that yellow shortening pourable mm-hmm. butter flavored oil they use in commercial kitchens. And then infused it with garlic powder. I'm sure I could make something that tastes mm-hmm. like what they sell, but I'm not. Even I'm not going to go buy that. No. Well, so this is my advice, Bobby: is is get a Papa John's pizza and ask for 45 garlic butters. <laughs> One large pizza, 45 yeah. garlic butters. And then put them in the fridge because that stuff can't go bad ever. Right. That's one of those apocalypse food types. Yeah, it's things. about it's well, about six months on on just the um, on just the printed date. And if you're if you're fridging it up, don't worry about it. And keep some around for cooking too. This is my recommendation for you. I used to have a fridge oh. full of this shit. So, I, I'll bring some closure to this because I don't remember if I mentioned this to you, Mike. But that's pretty much what we did. Um, we didn't go forty five, so we ordered a pizza from the neighborhood place. That's great. And then I also ordered a small order of cheese breadsticks from Papa John's because that's a perfectly, you know, oh. straight up delicious. And also they're delicious. Right. Exactly. So we got the good pizza from one place. We got the cheese sticks from the other. And I, I ordered six add-on <laughs> garlic cups, which wasn't as hard online to put in the order. And then I went in and the girl just looks at it and she goes, does that say six? And I said, yeah, that's at six. We're stockpiling. And so she calls back to the person behind the counter to ask for five more. And I open the box and see that there's a pizza sauce in the cheese stick yep. box. And I said, oh, no, 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 no. Gross. Six more. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get shorted here. This was a mission. Yeah. Yeah. But it was successful. So it all worked. Well, the the thing about the... Those sticks too is there the sauce on the sticks is the the garlic butter as well so it's a, actually a little much when when you use those mm-hmm. together that's why you Mike. get the pizza sauce with that Mike, I don't understand Mike Mike come on <laughs> I guess this is how Mike lived to fifty I, yeah, I occasionally, occasionally I, I would dip in the We're pizza sauce there. is that is that that was my my dear vegetable road to health yes your vegetable group. Uh, that's almost worse than ranch. Um, <laughs> a terrible marinara dip is worse is is just as bad as ranch, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Especially when you have the option of that garlic butter, you always go with that. 
All right. Um, <laughs> anything else for Tuesday, guys? Nothing interesting. All right. Uh, Wednesday, 1899. Check the pleats. No, no show got people more upset than than this one. Um, let me just tell my own uh, my own pleat story. And of course, it's a prison story. I've been to prison, so uh, I sometimes tell stories from there. Wait, Mike, what? Yeah, I spent some time in jail. Mm-hmm. And why? Oh. What happened? Um, mistaken identity. <laughs> Got it. Oh, I forgot okay. I was a dirtbag. So, <laughs> <laughs> just that one day when you turned yourself in, that was your biggest mistake. <laughs> Oops. Uh, so, uh, in jail, when actually in prison, where you get uh, like visits in the visiting room, and you go sit down with your people, and you can like hug and kiss and talk and and do all the things that you want to do. Not really. With the people that come to visit you, you you have this uh, uniform, these khakis, and it's, uh, it's like a khaki shirt with a breast pocket, and it's buttoned down, and and khaki pants. And guys take their appearance in the visiting room, a lot of guys do, very seriously. So they will pay a guy, usually um, there's usually someone in every unit, one or two guys, who just – Stand up in the corner of the unit all day long, ironing pants and shirts. And these guys iron creases. You, you get to choose whether you want a crease or not. And one time I made the mistake of ordering a crease. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Those pants still have creases. Oh, my in them, God. Wherever they are. I cut my hands. When I put try to put my hands on my <laughs> lap, my arms were sliced up. Uh yeah, it is a ridiculous look, and I don't know why anybody at any hotel would assume that you would want that look. It was awful. Um, it, the only thing well, they probably thought it was that dapper young man from the CBS show. Yeah, yeah Charles <laughs> Carroll and... always got the always got the uh, creases. Exactly. <laughs> oh, so yeah, yeah. I I totally sympathize with him there because I spent one uncomfortable day in the visiting room. I felt like I was being judged. That day, I really did. <laughs> not, not for your dozens of crimes no. against society, no. but for the, yeah. Just that I look like a doofus. Who, who was visiting you that day? Uh, unfortunately, it was a friend of mine from school uh, who lived in Bend, and when he saw me walk out, he started laughing, and he kept laughing at me. Good, good. I was gonna say. Mike made a lot of mistakes, but those pants are the biggest ones. It was huge. Give him five more years. It was huge. They were so stupid that when I went in to get strip search and they told me to take my pants off, I said, gladly. <laughs> you can keep yeah, them. I just left them. So what you're saying is he was not willing to kiss you to pass the coat. <sighs> no, no, no. My old Mike wouldn't uh, participate in any of my prison shenanigans, no matter how much money I could have made if he'd have just swallowed those balloons. I My favorite part of this whole thing is that Andrew was going on this conversation in the stories as if he, he knew what a pleat was because he kept saying, wait, those are sewn yeah. in. So he didn't, he was going along with the story as if they were mm-hmm. pleats. So that, that's a pretty funny well, misunderstanding. And, and, no, he was almost as weird and complicit about that as when Stu was talking about um, stupid long pet names and he just didn't step forward and 
<laughs> confess to his own thing. It's like, Andrew, you got to stand up here, buddy. We we know you know, so let's let's hear about mm-hmm. it. All right. Um, Luke takes short showers. That doesn't surprise me. He usually smells pretty bad. Um, <laughs> That's not true. He actually smells good. Uh, he's staying at Steve Nelson's. He Steve. can't find an iron. Could have asked, I guess. Uh, I think I think Steve Nelson was a little offended the next day because he said, I have an iron. Like Yes. Not <laughs> uh, something I, he was guarding jealously. Well, if Luke gets a hold of my iron... <laughs> But it's one of those things. I mean, not only is he staying at someone's house that, you know, he's met only a few times now. It's his boss. And even when I'm staying at a friend friend's house, I feel really weird. Like, hey, uh, do you have a hairdryer? Or I just go without. Christy, you you seem to have some social anxiety. Am I correct? I do. I do, yes. Yeah. That's that's not right. The person who's hosting you wants you to be comfortable. If if you have Maybe. if you have if you walk into my house and you have creases in your pants, we're going to take care of that situation. I'm not going to just <laughs> let you walk around like this. I'll get out the iron myself. What if I did it on purpose? Now you've alienated me as your guest. Yeah, you're right. I'm a monster. You know, it's also it's not like Luke was looking for a charging cord for some rare electronic that was a weird size how many people don't own an iron <laughs> right, right. how many people with how many people with professional jobs how many people who wear suits regularly like we don't use ours but we have mm-hmm. one in fact i think we may even have two i don't think luke has one though he has that stupid steamer we have the stupid steamer and i don't use that very often either yeah. <laughs> i i just feel that when you're st- there, there's two types of people in the world. They're the ones that come in and just say, "I'm gonna need this. I'm gonna need that. I need special milk. I need it to be warmed to this certain degree, and I want that served to me in the morning when I wake up." And oh yeah, this bed, the guest bed, is too small, so I'm gonna be staying in your bed, and I need fresh sheets and all that. And then there's Luke, you know, huddled in the corner, not wanting to make any loud noises, and there has to be a happy medium but i'm i'm i side with the luke yeah if i think if i were him and going through minnesota i would i would probably try to stay with uh, stewbot instead of steve nelson just sounds mm-hmm. like a more happening place over over at the stewbot house you might go to a metal show yeah <laughs> you might get some liquid cheese you might you might never see, know. see some great cover bands as he apparently always sees yeah um, you, do you guys have anything else on, on Tuesday? Uh, someone wrote in about, uh, kind of telling Luke he should try again to get on the plane. And I just, a uh, quick story that I once got on a plane with a Costco ID as well. Oh, you know, um, my Costco ID is the most comical thing in my wallet besides the lack of money. It... <laughs> It was taken when I was at my heaviest. This was like five or six years out of jail. And I was, well, I am 6'2", and I was 335 pounds at the time this Costco picture was taken. And it is fucking hilarious. (laughs) Remind me to show it to you next time. Next time we get together. Well, Mike, do you want to keep it? Because you know the 
they'll take another picture for no, free. No, it's it's amazing. It's great because because okay. I've keepsake. I've had the clerks, I have had the clerks look at me and go, um, "Is this you?" And I said, "Yeah, <laughs> I'm in there. <laughs> I'm in there." <laughs> um. It doesn't live up to that, but the dazzling detail I forgot to mention earlier. So when we were coming back from Chicago and they put Sam through, you know, the several degrees of interrogation about her life that's all on record with the feds. um, The one thing they didn't do through any of that process was look at my ID. Really? So they, (laughs) they did all that to her. And then they sort of waved us through, and then they had her go through that, like, ultra scanner and uh-huh. pat down and went through her mm-hmm. bags and all that. And then me, they were just like, yeah, throw it on the belt. And you just tossed your semi-automatic <laughs> over the metal detector and caught it on the other mm-hmm. side <laughs> with a flourish. Uh, exactly. So the trick to getting through security at the airport is to go with someone who doesn't have yeah, an idea. Right. Next oh, to the person that's be struggling. Be the less high-maintenance person. That's okay. right. <laughs> Yeah, and, and just, just flipping in there. Just way. keep just keep nodding, you know, and like, oh boy, what are you gonna do, huh? You know, yep. <laughs> this one, what am I? Can't take her anywhere. So there you go. Uh, they hadn't written anything on my boarding pass, so I was worried that when I went to get on the plane, that they would be like, oh, where's your scribble or whatever. And then I remembered that the actual gate agents couldn't give a fuck. Less. No, they don't. Yeah, none of that scribble actually means anything. Yeah. And no one no one can decipher it anyway, so I, I don't think that's a problem. I have a tangent about that kind of scribble. This is unrelated, except that it just reminded me of it. This morning, before I tried to go to Guitar Center, uh, I also had to run to Walmart to get an outdoor extension cord. And so I go and I get this 100-foot extension cord, and I'm leaving, and this little old man is rushing toward me from the registers, and I just look at him and I said, what do you need? And he says, oh, I need to check your receipt. And I don't even have a bag. I just literally have the receipt in one hand and the extension cord in the other. And so I always blow past them when they're doing that because mm-hmm. I just don't care. And I figure they're not getting paid enough to chase me, except this guy apparently. And so I hand him my receipt and I just say, when did you go from being greeters to security guards? Yeah, the greeters goes, are gone now, huh? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, they used to hire old people to just be friendly, yeah. and now they're mm-hmm. hiring old people to, like, do shrink control. Yeah. And I, oh. I'm just mildly offended that, like, I'm here to get this uh, poorly made, very inexpensive extension cord and leave. And really? Like, I don't have a cart full of stuff. Did you really need to run from halfway across the front end to make sure that I'm not... <laughs> Stealing yeah, this, you're like, already operating at some low level of annoyance at having to be at Walmart on a Sunday morning. And it's it, right. adorable right. that you thought Guitar Center would be open on a Sunday morning, by the way. Just adorable. Was that before we started taping? Yes, I think it was. <laughs> right. Guitar Center doesn't open until 11 on Sundays because everyone's recovering from their shitty cover band that Steve Nelson went Yeah, to the most responsible person at the Guitar Center can't get there before 1045. So. And excuse me. <laughs> Steve Newman. I just crossed my Steve. I should have yes, just said Steve. Stop crossing your yeah. Steve bot. So, just a mild Walmart annoyance. I'll move on. Uh, well, Thursday, 1900, say hello to my little crepe. Things started to get really thin this week on Thursday. Yep. Pretty pretty thin mm-hmm. shows. So, we'll, we'll be speeding to the finish this week um, only because there wasn't as much content. There was, uh, there was role play about uh, the coffee shop, which... Uh, 
there was an article, I guess, about some guy who likes to chase people out of their out of his coffee shop because you know they get a cup of coffee and they park all morning or all day, and mm-hmm. and pretend to write their screenplay and and put Facebook posts about how they are running marathons, um, even mm-hmm. though they're anyway. So, um, Bobby, you said you've had some run-in before, or you said you had a story about the, about the, the <laughs> coffee shop uh, time limit. Yes, but not for internet. I, in general, my first thought is, internet time limits are great. I, I take a lot of meetings for work, and so I spend a lot of time, sort of, uh, posted up at places like Panera Bread, getting work done between meetings because, the Wi-Fi is usually really good and it's easy to set up there in a booth. And I think during the lunch rush, they limit it thirty minutes or an hour or something, and that's fine. I'm really respectful of that. I get it. You got to turn tables. You got to make some money. Um. But it did remind me of my early college years as a shift manager at a coffee shop in Buffalo. It's called Spot Coffee. Anyone who's been to Buffalo knows it's the kind of place where there's a hundred couches and a couple of rooms, and uh, the staff is a little rude to you, and you pay extra for that. It's just one of those sort of divey, grimy, alternative hipster. Was places. Gunther as bad an employee as it seemed like he was? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, he was. Uh, I got stuck working a lot of holidays there because I was willing to take the shifts. And so I was there on an Easter Sunday, Sunday afternoon. The place was basically dead, except a couple of customers came over to me and started complaining about this guy in the next room. So I go over and I take a look and it's this disheveled guy and he's got a lot of movement going on under his clothes and he can't quite tell what's going on. Wait, wait, his hands are under there, right? It isn't just movement like an animal or something. Let's just, it didn't take much to sort of suspect what might be going on. And sure enough, I approach him and find out that he is uh, uh, doing his own little bit of resurrection with uh, some foreign crumpled up pages of porno that aren't immediately identifiable and not something I want to touch to. Oh, he was going low tech. He didn't have his computer open. This is the guy. Oh no, 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 no. He, he, he overstayed his welcome, but not with technology. (sighs) So he, he, he has his hands. I'm sorry. This is getting graphic, but he, he has his hand or hands in his trousers and he has, there's some paper on the table that he's looking at. Yeah. sort of in his, yeah, sort of laying on his lap actually. And he's sitting on a couch and he's sort of oh. got a bulky sort of long coat on. So there's just a lot of rustling. Going right. On. Okay. Now I'm getting the picture. And walking closer gave me more of a window into his world. And, um, well, well, his half an hour was as, up. yeah, as management, I mean, you have to set time limits and you know, if you can't get that done in 30 minutes, then it really, you should buy another coffee. I think. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Minimum. Well, I just need to know, did he have creases in his pants? <laughs> I need to know if he was really creepy. Um, you know, I think that they were so wrinkly that, uh, anything like that was just, uh, obliterated. Okay. So, and what so did you, what did you say? Did you just go – because what I would say is, oh, hell no. Get out. Well, I no, I wasn't a sassy black woman. <laughs> Surely. 
But it was the kind of place where you, the customer wasn't always right, certainly in this instance. So I just went over and was like, buddy, you got to get the hell out of here. You got to go before I call the cops, which actually was kind of a regular spiel there. Uh, but it wasn't usually a fappening incident. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, last week we had the chickening, this week the fappening. <laughs> I, you guys got to help me out on Thursday. Uh, Ariana, Ariana Grande, that was her name? She licked Ariana. She Grande, licked some donuts. Yeah. I don't know who that is. Um, well, I really didn't know either. She licked some donuts. Do a quick Google search and then tell me if someone promises you Ariana Grande role play and then delivers what the boys delivered, you will be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I I just think you grow up with a name like Ariana Grande. I mean, that's success right there. You're gonna win. I think. You know, until you lick a donut, everything's going to go your way. It's like J.D. Power. How wasn't he going to be in charge? <laughs> I don't understand why they. OK, so I, I Googled her. Why didn't the people that work in this donut shop take that donut and sell it on eBay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So so you mean like for some pervs to to buy? Yeah. I mean, I've I've heard of. Uh, one Direction half-eaten French toast going for a thousand dollars on eBay. So, I mean, she's wearing a leather bra and dressed like a cat. So oh, come wait, on. Wait a minute. Why don't I? Why <laughs> don't I Google these things some... when Bobby tells me to do? <laughs> right. What's when Bobby tells me? you to do something, you do it. <laughs> Andy Haynes shirtless. Right. Robertpape dot com. <laughs> uh, I'm so old. I had to Google Google. <laughs> yeah here well while you're while you're taking care of that over there mike we can blast through the rest sure of please the yes, only other, i need you the only the only other interesting thing that happened was was amy dickinson popping on oh, to yeah. talk yes. about her advice column getting duped with the plot to God, what's the title of that movie the room the room yeah right the room <laughs> which i've yet to see actually oh it, it's so bad i i i am not into watching bad movies there's so many good movies but i got tricked into watching that just listen to the maybe just go on youtube and watch the really bad clips that people have posted and you'll get the gist there's no yeah. reason to waste two hours of your well life. i feel like i got the gist based on the letter that was written yes. into amy <laughs> that's, i think that seems like something you two would do Never. How dare you? <laughs> I feel like she really took it in stride, actually. Once she realized mm -hmm. it was a joke, she rolled with it. She's probably going to get a nice little bit of press out of it. Really, I think she's coming out strong on this. Oh, yeah. I, I got her now. Yeah. I I don't know why I didn't think she was a white girl. She's a white girl. Oh, yeah. And so. Well, fuck her and, and her narrow clearly, ass then. This is clearly <laughs> Luke cashing in on a Wait Wait connection because I know they've been on the panel at the same time. Before. Well, the, I was listening to Wait Wait yesterday and the the story, um, Bluff the Listener, she used that story. Like Tom Bodet told a story about how he got hauled in the, into court because someone uh, went to a Motel 6 and the light wasn't left on and they got hurt when they walked in the room. Um and then uh, the guy from the guy from the Sonic commercials said, he, "Oh, he'd never driven a car." And then there was a commercial where he had to drive, and he drove it into the side of a Sonic. And then her story was her story. What happened to her? And she did. She bluffed the listener. They 
the listener chose the guy driving the car into the Sonic and not her getting pranked by the room. So she she got a lot out of that. She turned that whole thing big time in her favor. Yeah, she's playing it really well. I don't think Ann Landers ever would have pulled that <laughs> no, off. No, Ann Landers would have <laughs> would have screamed at whoever was supposed to check it, you know. Grabbed her scotch and went back to her room. Oh. Help me out, man. That's it. That's it for That's Thursday. It for Thursday. I'm, looking at our, I'm looking at our notes for Friday, and I'm not sure it's, it's getting, uh, get, Luke's in Montana. End of getting June. really fun. 1901, Montana microcast. Luke is in Glendov, Glendive or Glend, Glendive? I get confused because of the lettuce. Glenlivet? <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, it's Luke. He's in Glenlivet, <laughs> Montana. Um, and, of course, he went to the Starbucks because he wanted to get the real local flavor of the place. Well, they don't have Starbucks in Seattle, do they? No. No. Someday we so hope to get, get it one. you got to get it where you can get it. You're right. Uh, Christy's very silent on this one. Very silent on this on this show on Friday. Yeah. Friday was my favorite episode. I have so much to say and nothing at all at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Well, honestly, I didn't listen. <laughs> Not yet, you mean. Not yet. That's all right. It won't take you much to catch up. Luke broadcast from... An abandoned, so he claims, or at least unused RV campsite off the road somewhere. Did he sleep in the car? No, no, no. This was after his second night of sleeping at uh, Steve Nelson's. Okay. And he wasn't sure exactly how much longer it was going to take him to get home. And I think think, uh, Andrew's starting to get a little concerned about his homeless co-hoster. Um. (laughs) He sort of started to poke at that a little bit, being like, so are you going to be back in Seattle on Monday or what's going on? The only thought I had the whole time is Luke's laptop was dying and they ended up having to finish the show with Luke on speakerphone on Andrew's cell phone, which just sounded about as bad as when Jen was out on her road trips. I thought I thought I was listening to an episode of Takedown. It was that bad. (laughs) Yeah. All Luke needs is an AC adapter for the lighter for the Buick yes. Encore. I don't think that's too much to ask. Yes. We have these things in our cars. Everyone has like them. Like if, if he had just uh, swung by a radio shack somewhere or an Andy's Cables or a Best Buy or a Walmart or whatever and spent 20 bucks, he could have just plugged his laptop into you the car. You can tell, even when, it's, even when it's an Andy's Cables, you can tell when it used to be a Pizza Hut. You can really tell. It has that distinctive <laughs> architecture. It still kind of smells like it. You can't get that deep dish, deep dish no, smell out of that no. carpet. Give me, yeah, give me a deep dish uh, Supreme and a mini-to-mini, please, and I'll be on my way. <laughs> I think you get a mini-to-mini free with every order. It's like a two-liter oh, right, Pepsi. Oh, right, and a, and a yeah. big oh, old yeah. uh, warm cookie with your mini-to-mini. <laughs> uh, anything else for Friday, Bobby? I, I, uh, I don't know. No, Luke talked about how much he enjoyed being a Montana, but then also just slandered the people of Montana by saying how surprised he was that these Starbucks employees were attractive. Yeah, I yeah I didn't know Montana um, had a reputation of having unattractive people. I don't think it does. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah, I I've, I know a few people from Montana. They're they're perfectly fine looking to me. Yeah. Um, so I, I'll be interested to see how far he gets by Monday. And yes, Christy. So Luke. Lost his uh, laptop battery midway through the show. 
um, <laughs> Andrew edited it in a little a little Tijuana brass to carry us over until they were able to get him on the phone, and then they still proceeded to do about fifteen more minutes of show with the mic to speakerphone. Oh, uh, Bobby, right now, if you could insert the uh, round ball rock because I have some keys to Luke's road trip. Uh, in fact, th- there's really only one key, and that is as you are driving to Seattle, you know, you're, you're going home. Like, I've had this happen. I'm on my way to my childhood home, Seattle, and as I'm getting closer, I start to see landmarks that, um, that, are, that are familiar to me and that are comforting to me, and, and some of that is food. I know, Bobby, you can relate to this. Like, when I see a Burgerville as I go through Oregon, I want to get, like, a Tillamook cheeseburger at Burgerville. Um, but what's really important is do not succumb to the lure of the outside the greater Seattle area taco time. I don't care how many you drive by in Montana, Idaho, eastern Washington, until you are through the pass and into, I would say, Issaquah. Don't go into a taco time because they made one of the worst franchise deals I've ever heard of, ever seen. And the Taco Times outside of the greater Seattle area are allowed to do whatever they want, and they are terrible. They're just terrible. So there it is. There's my key. That, that's the key for everybody. If you get too far away from Seattle, just release desire on Taco Time. If you're not – That was your your one minute of stack of dimes here on the LRP. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And that, that leads me into um, the housekeeping. Pape is coming to town. And I know he's going to eat at a taco time. Definitely one of the two that uh, Camaro Kev recommended to us where they have a very deft hand at the fryer. But Pape, we, we, need to, um, we need to make Pape feel welcome. He's going to be on his own in Seattle on Sunday. W- guys, what's the plan at this point? Have we hammered out uh, where you're going to be, what's going to happen? We're knocking out the details, but – the short version is next Sunday, actually, when you hear this, this Sunday, the 19th, I believe, I'll be in town and we'll be getting together in the afternoon. What it's sounding like now is starting somewhere mid-afternoon, late afternoon, 5 o'clock-ish, that has some good food, and then after that, a pilgrimage to the nightlight. Ah, uh, the nightlight is a great... Great spot. Great spot for drinking. Not so much for eating. So, yeah, you probably want to get your food done right, somewhere exactly. else. I think they sell bags of plain lace. <laughs> Honestly, I think yeah. that's all they have there. We're going to lay down a base coat somewhere, and then we're going to go out for some drinks, and then we're all going to go to bed at a reasonable hour because it's a school night, and I understand that. I'm coming to town for a, a day job obligation on Monday that I weaseled my way into, and I'm coming out early so that I can see everyone who wants to see and and relax for a little while. Well, I know they'll, they'll take good care of you. Uh, how to get involved with the show, littleredbandwagon.com. That's where you go and fill out the form so you can be on the show, the one we release on Saturdays. Facebook, our page, fun. Look at all the pictures from the meetup. Um, just, I couldn't be prouder of what we're doing with our Facebook page. And then there's the Stents page. <laughs> Uh, where, where you can go if you know you'd like a lot of posts, so you can scroll through those. Uh, personal Twitter's at Drew McFrizz. That's me at Kissy Eyes, K I S S I E Y E S. 
at RL Pape, or you can just go to robertpape.com. That's where you can get all your pape-related content. At Joyce Steeler, that is my wife, and she's a funny tweeter. At Dadstronaut, that's that uh, dummy Jeremy. Future beekeeper. Future beekeeper. You know, I wonder this about about Dadstronaut and his bees. He is a, a man who was an early adopter of the stand-up desk idea. Is he going to make his worker bees work at stand-up desks? In his colonies? Of course. <laughs> Sounds expensive. I think they're fly-up desks at that right. point. Right. <laughs> well, I need to get clarification on that, but I'd have to have him back on, and I'm, that's never happening. So uh, the show Twitter, at LRB Podcast. Email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com if you want to make Christy cry and inspire her to make me cry and then <laughs> – Fuck up my whole week. So that's how you do that. Voicemail and text 802-432-TBTL, 802-432-8285. This week, the takedown finale finally came out. I'm pretty proud of it. It, uh, it again, is, is it's an emotional uh, thing for me, uh, much like the birthday thing was. But we might be the first group of podcasters to get out of doing a couple years worth of shows without all hating each other. So I, I, yeah. I find that a huge accomplishment. I'm very most proud of that, uh, more more so than the content. What's going on with uh, Nerd Out Loud, Christy? Uh, how angry were you um, this this week? <laughs> well, I think we're what, what we've decided is after last night we're going to have um, Mike's ladies on to talk about their how they nerd out about Mike and their Mike <sighs> worship. I thought we were done. Uh, so we might get a divorce after this one. Uh, we'll damn. see. And by we, I mean you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it seemed like pretty low stakes for you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. All right. Um, I don't really have anything else, Bobby. I really appreciate you you coming in here. I don't think... Yes, thank you. There's you saved no us. <laughs> way we could have uh, gone way over our time without you this week. Well, you know, it's been fun jumping in this week. I, I want to reiterate a couple of things. First, on the on the TDP finale, Jeremy actually deserves a lot of credit for this. He doesn't often deserve any credit, yeah. but for the <laughs> the last half an hour of the extra long final episode of TDP is a supercut of every outro every closeout of all 114 episodes of the takedown podcast and the amount of care and time that went into that mike i'll steal your joke i think you're the one who said that it was the best gift that jeremy could give to 19 people (laughs) (laughs) i think it was really nine people but yeah let's go 19 19 people that will tell me that they listen to it those right yeah it was so great it was kind of like when a a TV show in the eighties ended and they would do the montage of everything that happened. I, at first he thought it was just going to be a silly idea, but it had to be done. And it was really great. It was, uh, anthropological. You would just, you would hear us at certain times. You'd know how, how I was, um, upset at how Josh would always interrupt me. There was a (laughs) long series of sign offs that had that happen. You would hear, the introduction of not the introduction, but the first appearances of certain guests and, and how many times mm-hmm. they would appear through the show. And um, yeah, you, you'd think something like that, a supercut like that would sound tedious, but it is, it's, 
it is pretty great. great. And yeah. I mean, listen, if you listen to all of it, it's pretty apparent that Josh was the best thing yeah. about takedown. He, he's the rug. He's the rug that tied that room together for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I also just wanted to lay a little praise on Christy. I had the honor of being asked to come in and help facilitate the Saturday show where we all loved on Mike. But Christy, you really did all the work. And uh, thank you for, for putting all that time and effort in and calling everyone's information and clips. And Jeremy edited that. And uh, all I did was come in and help fill time to keep everyone who was crying on the same page. So. <laughs> yeah. I really came out yeah, looking strong, but I didn't do any work. It would have been so. a f- four-hour shit show if you weren't there we to We needed an us. emotionless robot, and Bobby was there. Right. Happy to help. Yeah, that's what I thought. I'm like, we need someone who has no heart and has never cried. Right. Bobby Pape. He's over there eating while we're crying. <laughs> right. <laughs> On that note, it's lunchtime, guys. I got to go. Right. Okay. I'm off to brunch. Wait. <laughs> Until next time, this is the next party. I love you, Jen. I'll see you this weekend, guys. (laughs) All right, okay. Sorry. Nailed it. (laughs) Kind of.